Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In the news, we hear countless echoes of impatience. Politicians are the obvious culprit, always ready for a cause unrelatable to the common man. But impatience is more than a political problem. At its core, our nature is inclined toward impulsivity. We have a nervous tick, a scratch that needs scratching, a thought that needs hearing, a place we need to be. When we watch the news, impatience is the mode of human operation. Deadly accidents caused uh, by distracted drivers is reported upon. Neighbors at odds with one another, and even that must-have future forecast breeds impatience. We must know now what tomorrow and the next will bring, even if the weatherman is always wrong. This impatience flies in the face of what Jesus tells us. Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. If indeed trouble is in today and will come again tomorrow, we must see how foolish our impatience really is. We must realize how great a hold impatience has on us. Impatience is like a stub toe that drives us to seek comfort from anything we can get our hands on. Impatience is a pain caused by sin. When we feel it, our bodies begin to bow to its demands. So the glutton eats in excess. The greedy demands more, and so goes every sinner, more anxious about tomorrow than today or ever before. Our individual responses to being impatient and the temptations that come with impatience causes all kinds of hatred for others and even for ourselves. And to this point, St. John reminds us what Jesus taught, that everyone who hates his brother is a murderer and no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So we, we stand condemned in our impatience as murderers. St. James admonishes us, be patient. Be patient until the coming of the Lord. And be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. St. James speaks of the second advent of Jesus, we might say that we're still trying to wrap our heads around the first advent of Jesus. And we may ask a question or questions like, how does the Christ child come to save the world from our impatience? And what hope is there for us? If today we look on toward tomorrow's advent, the coming of Jesus again, we might become anxious for a day that will be trouble in and of itself. Jesus, as you know, has warned us against such a thing, such a thing as this kind of impatience. Still, there are those who prepare for Jesus' second coming, his second advent and his final advent, by finding ways to bother those of us who would rather wait in the Lord for him to come. Like squirrels gathering nuts, they scurry to gather the impatient that they might burden souls for what they forecast will be the day of Jesus' return. But there is a better way to prepare. 
a better way to prepare for the advent St. James tells us will come. He illustrates patience by pointing to the farmer, to the farmer waiting for the precious fruit of the earth to be received at its appointed time, not earlier and not too late. He calls us to establish our hearts since Christ's coming is near. By this, he urges us not to grumble, to grow impatient with our neighbor, lest we are judged as murderers for our hatred of our neighbor. Blessed, says St. James, are those who remain steadfast. However, this seems to be an ongoing, unresolved issue for us. We do grow impatient. We often don't take the farmer's resolve. We are quick to judge, and too late to forgive. To this end, St. James gives us an example of suffering and patience found in the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. These remained steadfast, as did Job in their affliction. As the purpose of the Lord came for their good, and his compassion and mercy are forever theirs, you too have what is theirs. This is the answer. This is the answer to our question of how does the Christ child come to save the world from our impatience and what hope is there for us? Jesus comes for the purpose of our soul's good and our hope is found in his enduring compassion and mercy for us. Jesus redeems us back to himself and atones for all our sins, canceling them forever. Our preparations for the second advent are therefore found in the first advent, in the nativity of Jesus. Today we are given to be patient in the Lord since he is first patient with us. The prophets and Job were as impatient as any sinner, but God made them patient in his purposes and gave them a steadfast faith. Today, the Holy Spirit continues to call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify you with the whole Christian church on earth and keep you and the whole Christian church in that one true faith. This work is God's gift to you and prepares you daily and richly in the forgiveness of all of your sins and the sins of all believers. We can look to the last day to the second and final advent of Jesus without an anxious worry, knowing that the promise to be raised and given eternal life is in his loving hands. When the pageantry of Christ's birth fades with the changes of seasons, may Christ continue to establish your hearts to remain steadfast and patient, for his coming is at hand. And when he comes again to this dark world filled with our sin, It will accomplish the confirmation of his first advent. Jesus will be our light of hope in the midst of our darkness. Amen.